Battle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. It's, it's on. Oh, hi. Welcome back to Battle Ready. I'm sorry. We're at a different day today. We're at, it's Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. We've just had a really nice lunch. We're back to t study 2 Corinthians. I believe we're in chapter 6. Is that we right? We are in chapter 6. Chapter 6. So we've got the temple built. We've got the Ark of the Covenant brought back up. And we're going to talk and about... And the glory of God has filled. And we're going to talk about Solomon's dedication of this temple. Um, thank you for joining us. Get your Bibles out. Don't, don't sit there without one. We want you to check up on us, have comments. I'm going to fix my phone here in just a minute so that if anybody does comment us, we can answer and... Uh, share your comments and your thoughts. It's a privilege to be here. It's always a privilege to open God's Word and try to study and try to apply it to our lives. So with that, we'll let you start on chapter 6. How did you learn to swim? <laughs> How did I learn to swim? Well, yeah. hmm. I went to swimming lessons and I faked it. So I didn't really learn to swim. You don't know how to swim right now. Well, <laughs> not to save my Can life. Can you float? I could float. <laughs> but if I had to save my life by swimming... Probably yeah. not. <laughs> okay. But I can swim enough that I'm not, as long as I can sort of kind of touch bottom, I'm fine. Do you remember how I learned to swim? No. I don't. Okay. So I'm going to tell you how I learned to swim. I might this when you start my telling me the stories. This one of my core memories. Okay. Okay. I'm going to fix so, my phone. <clears throat> we would go always, I was telling somebody about this this weekend, but any time that we could get away when I was little... We went to Lake Hope. Mm -hmm. We didn't go far, far away because there was too many ties to home, and we'd go stay in a cabin at Lake Hope. Yes. And the way I learned to swim was because you would always let us wade. Yes. You'd only let us go where we could touch. That's because I really can't <laughs> swim. So if I went to the lake with my mother, I stayed where you could stand up, and the water was like at your waist. But when I went to the lake with my father, oh, that father, <laughs> he would take us out where you couldn't touch anymore. So he would go where you couldn't touch anymore, and I would put my arms around his neck, and he swam. Okay, mm -hmm. so my must I think about that now as an adult, and I thought we must have strangled him to death, Kate and I, because <laughs> we oh, and we can't touch right, and we can't swim. But we put our arms around his neck, and he would swim. Well, then pretty soon, like you're imitating what he's doing, and you're swimming. See, I didn't have that. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I was thinking about this with this chapter because. If you, if you read chapter 6, and I'm kind of a, a critical person. I don't mean to be, but that's my nature. I, mm -hmm. I try to, mm -hmm. I see things from different views sometimes. And that's a good thing. And when I saw Solomon building a platform mm -hmm. on which to stand up and pray to God before the mm -hmm. congregation of Israel, mm -hmm. I thought, what a prideful thing to do. We don't pray like that. We don't pray like, Lord. You know <laughs> what I mean? What, what is Solomon doing? And then I thought, well... This not, would not be recorded in the languages it's recorded. The way the Bible upholds this. Mm -hmm. God doesn't And have doesn't a pick it apart it. and mm -hmm. have a problem with it. If what he was doing was wrong. So I first want to say that the New Testament talks about a Pharisee and a publican praying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it says that this, this Pharisee goes into the house of God to pray. And he lifts up his eyes. And he's speaking so everyone can hear him. And, eloquently. and it talks about the fact that, you know, I, thank you, God, that I am not like this publican. Thank you, you Lord, that I, I fast so many times a day. And I do all these great things. Right? And, and I thought, that cannot be what's happening here. 
It is not. Because the publican is the one. I had that same thought. Yeah. Because it's four and a half feet tall and seven uh foot wide and it's bronze and it's out there. Everybody watch me. (laughs) Okay. But there's watch me and there's watch me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then in in that same parable. And as I'm told, as I studied through some of that, because I had the same thought. I had the same, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. A couple of things, though, I do like. Okay, I, I do too. And I didn't and that's what I, I didn't really about. think about it before, but I do like this. Mm-hmm. And we saw this in our revival last week. Uh, we've seen that in other ministers who have mm-hmm. come through. The respect and the reverence to stand when the word of God is read. And it says those people are standing. Not as a show. Oh, look, not I'm as a show. Bible. Not as all. But as reverence and respect. This is important. For the word of God. Mm-hmm. And, and I and do did like you watch that. the babies? And when we stood, they yeah, all because stood. when when we stood to read the word of God, mm-hmm. the babies in the I always said this is the neatest thing. The children in the church are what's happening? Mm-hmm. Something is happening. Mm-hmm. So now they're now they're listening mm-hmm. in a way that they were not listening before when they're playing in the seat. Or no, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with bringing your kids letting them play in the seat. But when the whole congregation stood to hear the word of God read, they stood. The children through. go, hmm, must be saying something important. Mm-hmm. You watch. I always watch the kids. Mm, I do too. I always, I always I do too, and I was so pleased with our like, kids okay. coming up around the altar during mm-hmm. any kind of altar service. Because we were taking that. it seriously. Because we were doing that, yes. That's what this is. That's what this is about. That's what this is. And I did take that so. from that and think, I don't make me laugh out loud. <laughs> I, did, I did think, um, I did the same thing with Solomon. Now, why is he doing this? But at that time... They say that that is the traditional method of prayer is to Let's lift your hands up Let's just cover that really fast. In the Christian church, we kneel and pray in reverence. And bow our head bow and our close head. our eyes. Nothing wrong with that. No, Showing that no. God is above you and the authority and you're yes. humbling yourself. Yes. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. The, the Old Testament and the Jewish way to pray is to pray standing, looking up. Mm-hmm. Now, they would confess their sin kneeling. They would pray Praise. and ask God's blessing Praise. standing. Mm-hmm. Praise and, and ask for his blessing, standing up, arms raised, just the mm-hmm. way Solomon's doing. Mm-hmm. In other words, to their families and to the people around them. The this New Testament serious. problem is the New Testament Pharisee was praying to be looked at. And he said, and it says that I fasted, I uh-huh. tied, I do. And this. it says the publican didn't look up. And he said, "God, he said, be merciful to me, a, a sinner. sinner." And God says, "He the that was answered. That mm-hmm. went, that prayer, that man went home justified." <laughs> so your prayer can't be about this standing prayer here with Solomon. Cannot be about look at how holy Solomon is, and it's no, not. But he is a leader, and he is setting an example. Which I think is kind of what you said about in the church. Which is when why I we started with swimming. Are, yes. When you are doing, then other people want to do as you do. Because, because the best way to teach a lesson to somebody you love, is, be it, is to do it. Mm-hmm. How did I learn to swim? Because my dad swam. Mm-hmm. How did I learn to swim? I did what he did. Mm-hmm. I, and I, if I don't see it, how can I do it? And mm-hmm. how can I know what's going on? If I, if I can't study you, Paul even said, follow me as I follow Christ. Don't follow me he, for Paul my sake. didn't yeah. say, I'm, so, I'm the greatest thing. He said, of sinners, I'm chief. Mm-hmm. But he said, good. I'm following him. So if you follow me, you can see how to do it. And do you realize you can see how to follow him. that even in our Sunday school lesson this morning, and our Sunday school lesson was about the conversion of Paul and Ananias and him praying and, and a whole slew of things there. But do you realize how much in the last few weeks our conversations have been about about prayer 
and example mm -hmm. and being what we say we are and living what we say we we love and doing what we say we should do. I mean, it seems like living God it is, out. is, is mm -hmm. really kind of impressing upon us. Come on, guys. Yeah, you say the words, but are you doing the actions? Are you, are you, do you believe it or not? I guess this is, I've said that forever. I, I know I've said that a lot and I apologize for that. And I'll get weepy when I say this, but at different times in your life, excuse me, you are forced to say, do you believe it or not? Mm -hmm. You study it, you attend church, you do things, but do you believe it or not? And I feel like right now we're back in that spot again where, okay, now come on, do you believe it or do you not? Because if you believe it, it's going to change how you act. It's going to change what you do. It's going to change how you think. You're going to have to come to God kind of like Solomon does on this stage with open hands saying, hey, God, we did this for you. We know you're bigger than this, which is what he says. We know you're too big to fit here, but we want you to know this place is for you, and we mm -hmm. reverence this place in your name. It's so funny that it'll be called Solomon's Temple. Mm-hmm. And the first thing Solomon says is, this is not my temple. This is not my temple. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and far from being puffed up with pride, what he actually says is, I didn't do this. Mm -mm. My father had this dream. My father made the provision. Mm -hmm. God instructed us and blessed us. He showed All us these what hand, to do. He showed us exactly what to do. He said, and, and furthermore, and I want to read through verse 11 before I talk about this. He's like, this has nothing to do with actually God needing a place built for him. Absolutely. This is not what this is. This is not a, it. if it had been, if Solomon had stood up and said, now this is where God will live. Yeah. And this is the it only place you wrong. can find then him. He wouldn't have been idol worship. Yeah. It would have been like every other mm -hmm. God that they worshiped on the other side of the Jordan. And if you don't right? be careful, I think. It becomes idol worship. I think that's exactly what happens in Isaiah yeah. when they start to get get ready for captivity is because they've turned it into a place where hey we've got we're, the and we're going to put some other idols in there too we got the not temple. only is jehovah in there let's add these gods yeah, and we, to this yeah. place and we'll worship them all in one place because they can be contained in here and solomon's first confession is god cannot be contained in here period he never has been, never will be, but he's chose to meet with us here. He's chose to abide with us and, and let his presence be found mm -hmm. here. But this is not for God. This is for mm -hmm. us. There is a verse. This is God's gift to sure us, where not our verse, gift to God. I don't know where the verse is, but it says, uh, is it 14? Is There is no God like thee in heaven and earth, which keepeth covenant and showeth mercy and justice, that walk before thee with all their hearts. Now, there's some place in here where, and I, and I forgot which line it is, where he basically says, "Can God walk among men?" Yeah, if yeah. And the truth is, yeah, he does. It, Jesus, he does. Walk when among Jesus men. comes, he walks among men, right? And the right before you so read again, this, you have no, you have. There is so much more than just the building of a temple. Because mm -hmm. the New Testament, you are the temple of the living God. Mm -hmm. So the New Testament is saying, "Okay, can I contain God? Is God completely only within?" No. no. God is absolutely mm -hmm. everywhere. But is the presence of God abiding in me? Absolutely. absolutely. Yes. Just like it did the yes. temple. Yes. So let's read 1 through 11. So let's have start. Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 1. Then said Solomon, The Lord hath said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. But I have built a house of habitation for thee, and a place for thy dwelling forever. And the king turned his face, and blessed the whole congregation of Israel, and all the congregation of Israel stood, and he said, 
Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who hath with his hands fulfilled that which he spake with his mouth to my father David, saying, Since the day that I brought forth my people out of the land of Egypt, I chose no city among all the tribes of Israel to build a house in, that my name might be there. Neither chose I any man to be a ruler over my people Israel. But I have chosen Jerusalem, that my name might be there, and have chosen David to be over my people Israel. I'm sorry, I have to stop. Jerusalem. I haven't done it before, but I've made a choice. And Jerusalem is still. It's in the back of the book, right? When we get to Revelation, Jerusalem has a big part to play. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. No. Verse 7. Now it was in the heart of David my father to build a house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. But the Lord said to David my father, For as much as it was in thine heart to build a house for my name, thou didst well in that it was in thine heart. Notwithstanding, thou shalt not build the house, but thy son which shall come forth out of thy loins, he shall build the house for my name. The Lord therefore hath performed his word that he hath spoken. For I am risen up in the room of David my father, and am set on the throne of Israel as the Lord promised, and have built the house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. And in it have I put the ark, wherein is the covenant of the Lord, that he made with the children of Israel. So the example I'm about to use is a good example, but now I can't illustrate it because I was going to hold up my hand <laughs> and ask you what this ring means, but the ring is off because I made biscuits. <laughs> so I have no ring here to show you, but but if I if I ask most people, what does this ring on my left hand, on, on my fourth finger mean? You would say, that ring means you are married. You would say that. I, I say that, would you say I that? Would say that ring means you are married, mm -hmm. but it doesn't. Mm -mm. It's a ring on your finger. It's the same thing as what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. it, it, this ring means nothing. I could go to Walmart this afternoon and not be married and buy a wedding set and put it on my finger, and that ring would mean absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Right? True. But we put meaning into that finger, that hand, that particular Mm -hmm. style of a piece of jewelry and we say this means I'm married and people will even say like if they're out somewhere and somebody's first mm -hmm. I'm married this ring doesn't mean I'm married mm -mm. but we've put that that mm -hmm. that's exactly what the temple is mm -hmm. okay the temple is we're committed to God in this place, this is where we'll seek his face. This is mm -hmm. where he will meet with us. Mm -hmm. This is where we are going to recognize that he's creator of all heaven and earth, cannot be contained into a building, but that he loves us enough to hear us and see us and care about what's going on with this. This means something mm -hmm. because I said it means something, not because it actually has any value in itself. Mm -hmm. The temple itself, God says, it does not, God does not dwell in temples made with hands. So he was content to dwell in the great darkness, mm -hmm. right? He's going to say that in a few verses. God cannot be contained. God is not, he's limitless, boundaryless. There's no way that we do this, but it's a wedding ring. Mm -hmm. That's what this place is. And it's beautiful like a wedding ring. Mm -hmm. It's shiny, right? It's covered in gold. It's got it's all blessed. the choice timber. It's, yeah. it's opulent. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's blessed by God, and, right? Mm -hmm. By the groom. And it, I think it's interesting that not only, again, and we've said this before, but not only are the ornate fixtures within the house represented representative of the Garden of Eden, he but says to David, I mean, he starts right off with, I brought you out of Egypt. I called you into my own. You're mine, right? Since the day I brought you forth out of the land of Egypt. 
Mm-hmm. Here you are. <clears throat> this is where you are now today, David. So, this is what. This is why you're doing it. And so Solomon is going to go. The next part of what we're going to read, Solomon's going to go into. Now here's what I'd like the deal to be, Lord. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'd like the deal to be. Mm-hmm. I would like this place that you built, Lord, not me. Mm-hmm. You built it. You provided for it. You gave the instructions for it. All we did was just listen, and here it is. And you get all the glory and all the credit mm-hmm. and all the praise. This is not Solomon's temple. This is God's temple, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But he said, this place that we've made, here's the deal. We know we're going to, you put your glory in it. We talked about the glory of God filling mm-hmm. the temple in the last lesson. Mm-hmm. You've put your, your abiding your presence, presence mm-hmm. there for us that you'll stay. I want you to see us when we come here. I want you to hear us. No matter where we are on the face of the earth. Protect us. uh, And we Mm -hmm. look toward this place. What does look toward this place? They can't see it. If they're in Babylon, they can't see the temple. But what they're saying is, I'm thinking of that place God chose to dwell. Mm -hmm. And And he chose to be my God. And we chose to be his people. To, to enter into that covenant, that marriage relationship in a way, right? Mm-hmm. That's how the That's Bible paints it. it. Mm-hmm. We've entered into this relationship. So now I'm so far away that I can't see you. Or something horrible has happened and I can't see you. Or we've sinned and completely messed up and I don't deserve to see you. I'm ashamed mm-hmm. to see you. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal, Lord. If they'll remember where they came from, what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And they will lift up their hands and say, Lord, whatever comes from you, mm-hmm. I'll give you praise and glory and honor. And mm-hmm. they will say, this is all about God and not about me. And they will repent and turn that God will hear and he'll answer and he'll see and he'll bring remedy and he'll forgive. All these things that Solomon's going to ask. Mm-hmm. And if we're not careful, we read this and it sounds like pride and an idol. But, it's but if we get the real picture of this, this is a king teaching his people and teaching us, this is how you approach God. You know what? This is bold. Mm -hmm. The New Testament says that we can come to God boldly Mm -hmm. through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. This is bold Mm -hmm. to stand up and say, God, here's my demands. Not really demands, but Uh, demands is a strong word. But Solomon is saying, Lord, this is what I'd like to see happen Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And, And here's the thing. We don't like it when our children bring up our own words to us <laughs> do that's we true. that's true but mom you said mm-hmm. i'm like but i didn't do it did i you know <laughs> and i didn't mean it <laughs> I should have said it. <laughs> so we don't like it when our children or our friends or other people around us bring up our own words to us because when they bring it up to us it points out our failures to commit to fulfill that mm-hmm. our inability mm-hmm. to fulfill that it's embarrassing mm-hmm. and it makes us feel like who do you think you are bringing that up to me mm-hmm. god is not that way nope God kind of likes it when we do. Because it shows us we're not perfectly. We are, fit, we are flawed. Because he didn't have anything to be ashamed of. Mm-mm. And no. he can fulfill it. And he likes to hear what And he likes have. to hear He it. likes to hear that we know his words. Not only that, he likes to hear that you believe what he said and you're holding him to it. It's not that you're holding him to it. But what you're saying is, God, you said this, so it's a done deal. So I don't I have faith it. to believe that what you said you're going to do. He likes it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the only one that thinks so. If you're like, Laura's... Plum went off a rocker. No, he says that. I found a quote. You ready? Yep. This is from Charles Spurgeon. He said, God sent his promise on purpose to be used. It, I remember he's from England. So mm-hmm. when he says an England note, he's, we could say a dollar bill, right? Mm-hmm. It is a promise for, okay. If I see a Bank of England note, or like a dollar, it is a promise for a certain amount of money. And I take it and I use it. 
But oh, my friend, do try and use God's promises. Nothing pleases God better than to see his promises put in circulation. He loves to see his children bring them up to him and say, Lord, do as thou hast said. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, it glorifies God to, to use his promises. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's not offended when the Solomon just, says, just shall live by faith. The, we have to believe what he said. The things he's asking here is what God promised Moses, mm -hmm. what he promised Abraham, what he promised, what he promised Noah, mm -hmm. what he promised Adam. Solomon's not making up a new deal. Nope. He's saying, Lord, this is what you said in you fact, would do if we honor you with our lives. He's actually quoting verses from Deuteronomy, which is interesting yeah. to me because I didn't Verbatim. really think about Solomon being wise enough to quote Deuteronomy. What he's he saying does. is, Lord, here's what you said. So if you said it, why not? And I be, and he said, I'm just, my dad used to say it this way, preaching, I'm just crazy enough to believe what you said. Mm -hmm. Right? So I'm going to, I'm mm -hmm. just going to ask you to do what you've already said, which is that that'll never be a prayer that gets a no. Mm -hmm. Lord, do what you said you would do in your word if we will trust you and put our allegiance to you and enter into this relationship with you, yep. this covenant. Not you just no. do what you said you would do, Lord. And, and he and, will. How? God's not going to say no to that. His promises are sure. He likes it when we mm -hmm. put it in circulation. Mm -hmm. Right? I agree. I, like I absolutely agree with that. Yes, <laughs> I do agree with that. And we, we, we talked about it again this morning. We just hem haul around and we dance around what we know instead of putting it to use. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? We hear the words, we know the words, we don't practice the words. So and we should. We, we go do a Bible. We've started doing a Bible study in town, which I love, and mm -hmm. the people that I love. I get so nervous here, in church, down there, everywhere. We do a Bible study. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying this to brag on me. I'm telling you, putting his promises into circulation. Mm -hmm. I say before I go, and I'm, my tummy is upset, mm -hmm. and my hands are shaky, and I'm worried about messing up. And I say, Lord, your word never returns void. Mm -hmm. You promised that what take you said in your word you'll take care of, and I will never be ashamed if I believe and put my trust in your word. I said, I believe you're going to take care of every bit of this. You're going to prepare them, prepare me. Bring mm -hmm. me the right thing to say. Give them the ability to understand what I'm saying. I just trust you with all of it, even when I don't feel like I do. Mm -hmm. right? I just trust you with all of it. You know, he's never, never let, let me down, down. <laughs> one yeah. time. And I still and I still get nervous because I'm faithless <laughs> and not confident. Well, but I, I still have to pray it again. And then I have to say, you know what? He never lets me down. So it's going to be out. fine. Mm -hmm. I'm reminding him of his promise. And Whatever he, situation that, he puts me in. And yet we... I need reminded every day. Uh, and we know that, and yet we struggle with that. I mean, human beings... And I'm not saying I've never let God down, but God's never let me down. Mm -hmm. He's always taken our broken Conversations and turned it into a lesson. And used that to do what he wants to do with it. Mm -hmm. What an honor. What an honor. And I think that's what Solomon's, that's what Solomon's getting ready to ask here. So let's start at verse 12. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, you tell me where you want to stop when you're ready. Okay. Verse 12 of Second Chronicles chapter 6. And he stood before the altar of the Lord, which is Solomon, in the presence of all the congregation of Israel, and spread forth his hands. For Solomon had made a brazen scaffold of five cubits long, five cubits broad, three cubits high, and had set it in the midst of the court. And upon it he stood and kneeled down upon his knees before all the congregation of Israel, and spread forth his hands toward heaven. Surrender. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought I said a word wrong. <laughs> no, I said he surrendered. He, he is he's looking up, his hands are spread, but he's also knelt down before God. And he is being an example to these people. Stuff. <laughs> on a yeah, Where they can see it. Where they can see him. But seven and a half feet 
long, wide, and four and a half feet up off the ground, right? So he's four and a half feet above everybody else so that they can see him. Mm -hmm. An example. And he said, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in the heaven nor in the earth, which keepest covenant and showest mercy unto thy servants that walk before thee with all their hearts. <laughs> I don't know about you, but we could stop right there and we could spend weeks. There's no God like you. There's no God like you. He cannot be Which is hid, true. And he's up to something, right? So I That's hear people our... say all the time, as long as you believe in a higher power, as long as you're spiritual, as long as, you know, you, you're a good person and you try good things. He's like, God, there is nobody like you. Everything else we try to seek mm -hmm. out, everything else we try to worship turns into a disaster for all of us. I cannot emphasize this strongly enough because in our culture, everybody that dies goes to heaven according to our culture. Mm -hmm. No matter what they believed in, no matter what they put their faith in, no matter how they live their life, mm -hmm. everybody that dies goes to heaven. Everybody treats, the, and, and, I'm, and, and you talk about spirituality, I don't think, even an atheist, I don't think there's any human being that is not spiritual. Mm -hmm. We were made that way. We, we have physical, we mental, spiritual to be selves, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We are all spiritual. Spiritual won't cut it. He's the way, the truth, and the life. God, nobody like you. Not like in this the heaven week, nor I in the earth. Are you going to talk about Miss Turner? No, I don't. But I, I do want to tell you there was a man that was saved this week, and I can't remember his name, and I wish I could. I, I had it, but um, he he's called the Podfather. <laughs> okay. Um, because he invented the podcast. Oh. He was a VH1 MTV superstar back in the day, like announcer person. He's friends with Joe Rogan. He's friends with all these influential people. You may not know any of this. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Except that, and he was an avowed atheist who became a born-again Christian. And now all these places of influence that he has with all these people, he's the real deal. He's mm -hmm. filled with the Holy Spirit. He's born again. He's living for Christ. He's sharing his testimony. And he's very effective. But what what was always, he, he was an avowed atheist. He had a belief system. The belief was there is no God. And you see just this radical change. Because when no matter what you say you believe, when you get a hold of a real and living God, we talked about it this morning, yes. when a real God enters into a human being, they have strength to do things you didn't never dream they could do. Mm -hmm. And you think, is that even the same? Like when I was listening to him talk this week, he's been interviewed, I thought, is that even the same person? Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound like the same person. Completely different. It changed the language he used. It changed the phrases he used. It changed the appearance of this person. Mm -hmm. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say, God, there's no God like you. Mm -hmm. All these other things you can in get into. In earth. You're still you, you just got a new outfit. Mm -hmm. Or you got a new, you know what I mean? Have, mm -hmm. But you're still just you. God turns people into something brand new. Not anything like they were in Completely the different. And when I hear this, there's no God like you. There is no God like thee in the heaven nor in the earth. I think of the Bible verse that says, who's going to open this book? There wasn't anybody found in the heavens. There's just one. In the earth or under the earth, it mm -hmm. says in Revelation. But the lamb prevails, right? Mm -hmm. So God, there's nobody like you that keeps your covenant, which is your promises. And then he tells you, and, and shows here's how I know this. unto your servants, which is, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And walks before thee with all, when they're your servants and they're walking before thee with all their hearts, you know, you're, they know there's none yeah. like you. Verse 15, thou which hast kept thy servant David, thou which hast kept with thy servant David, my father, that which thou promised him and spakest with th thy mouth and hast fulfilled it with thine hand as it is this day. 
You told him he could build it. You told him it could be built. He can't build it. Not only that, Solomon is the son of David and Bathsheba. Yes. <laughs> I always think that. That's Solomon my, is the son. If we were going to pick, he is, which son should be the rightful heir? He is the the fruit of his biggest failure. Yeah. And he says, Absolutely. Lord, look at verse 16. Thou which hath kept with thy servant David, David my, my father. father. Which you promised In him. other words, even though he did his best to wreck it. And he did cause you stayed with David and you fulfilled kingdom. your word. He caused grief in the family. There's I'm not all, saying it's okay. I'm not saying it wasn't of, wrong. No, I'm not saying there weren't consequences. Hmm. He said, you stayed with David. You didn't go away just because he messed up. No. Isn't that a wonderful promise? There's nobody like you. At That's all. what he said. There's mm-hmm. nobody like you. Right. Weep not, John. That's what Matt You know what I mean? Said. Weep not, John, because there is <laughs> That's one. Right. right? There's and, one that can and prevail. And this temple is going to kind of picture some of those attributes so watch for that too Mm -hmm. Uh, verse 16 I want to just go back to 15 a minute has fulfilled it with thine hand yeah you did it you did it It, and and there's something about this today because you did it and there's something about acknowledging that no matter what we have the abilities to do no matter what we do and we do well you don't have any ability outside of God. We have it through the, through, through the gifts and talents that Christ gives us. Even those mm-hmm. that are lost have their being. It says all things were created by him. Nothing not, that's not right. He's, and they'll all fulfill his Through will. him, everything consists. Right? He blesses the unbeliever as well. But here we are. You mm-hmm. did it. You told him we could do it. You showed him how to do and it. And look, here it is. And you fixed it. So we did it. Verse 16. Now, therefore, O Lord God of Israel... Keep with thy servant David, my father, that which thou hast promised him, saying, There shall not fail thee a man in my sight to sit upon the throne of Israel, yet so that thy children take heed to their way to walk in my law as thou hast walked before me. You promised there would be somebody in the lineage of David, right? We got a We got a really nice big promise. And I said, God, you did all this. I've seen what you've done now, and I'll make sure... Mm-hmm. Our descendants are always on the throne. God never did never anything did. to violate that promise, but Solomon did. Mm-hmm. And right? The, and and the Solomon's ultimate, son did, and Solomon's grandson did, and Solomon's but, great-grandson. But the well, ultimate, they all broke but that, but he said, God, you make run. sure. Right. The ultimate. Well, I'm just saying God kept his half of this deal. Still. But none of them did. None of them did. And just a right. few did what was right in the sight of the Lord, and not perfectly. No, but, but most of his line, Sol- it's not God that lets down on this promise. It's Solomon. Mm-hmm. And people. Mm-hmm. Because his descendant uh, right. shows up. Right. Right. Now then, O Lord God, verse 17 of Israel, let thy word be verified, which thou hast spoken unto thy servant David. What's well, verified? I was going to say, how, would you, how are you going to describe verified? So if, you, if I would give a check to my daughter and she would take it to the high and say, I'm going to, we're on the the podcast <laughs> so i can just make up how much money i'm, I'm going to give her a five million dollar check <laughs> okay. right and she's going to go down to the high valley bank and try to cash a five million dollar check they're going to have to verify that mm-hmm. they're going to have to verify that i actually have those funds that i actually wrote that check that that signature matches mine they're going to have to go somewhere and get that much money because there ain't that much money and all got please i'm just kidding but they're going to have to do something because it has to be verified that that word you have to proven, prove that you true. can do what you said you would 
do. He's saying, God, this is what you said. Now verify it. Prove it true. Prove it to be true. Show yeah. that you are all these things I'm saying you are. I know you are. Mm -hmm. Verify your word by, like, I'm bringing up to you what you promised, what you said you are, what you said you'll do. What you've put out there, Lord, I want you to prove. Look how bold. Mm -hmm. Prove it true. Prove it to us mm -hmm. by the things that you do. Mm-hmm. Bold. Bold. Yes. If you said that to me, there's a chance I'm very offended because there's a chance I can't verify it. Mm-hmm. But if you say it to say, God, trust me? if you say to God, God, verify your word, stand by your word. It's not like saying God, like you don't really think God will. It's like saying, God, I know you're able to cash this check. Mm -hmm. You've got it in reserve. Mm -hmm. This is no big deal for you. Mm -hmm. Verify it. Mm-hmm. Validate it. Right? Validate this this thing that you've said and show us that you're able. And it's it's interesting here because God doesn't get mad at him and say, hey. Mm -mm, that's what I'm not. saying. He's not offended so, by that so because God is not challenged that, by that. When we say that in weakness. There's no lack in him. Or we say that in humility. Or we say that in fear. Or we say that in whatever. <clears throat> He's okay with that. When the Bible says God is for me and not against me, it says that. Mm -hmm. And I say, Lord, you're for me. Help. <laughs> I don't have to be offended that I'm insulting the Lord because yeah. the Lord said, I'll help. I'll I'm help. for you and not you against you. I'll work all I'll things you. together for your good. Yeah. I love you and I care about you. It doesn't mean I recognize all the time what he's doing. Like I said, the deal's not broken on God's side. It's broken on Solomon's side. It's not broken on God's side. It's broken on my side. My weakness, my limitation, my lack of faith. But God will be true to his word. What's because, he will do what he said he would do. Because this isn't how humans interact with each other. No. What, you because are, you can't. You already said that. You because said if you lack. ask me, I might be insulted. Because and if you ask me and I said something like this, I might zap you. I may be well-intentioned and now I realize I'm not able to do what I said. And you just called me a liar. Mm -hmm. God's not a liar. He's not a liar. And he doesn't, he doesn't run out. Mm -hmm. Nope. Let so it's okay. Be in you. What he said he'll do. Right. Verse 18. He says, Verify which thou hast spoken unto my servant unto thy servant David. Verse eighteen, but will God in very deed dwell with men on the earth? I, there it is. There's, There's your verse. Sentence. But will God in very deed dwell with men on the earth? Not right today, but he's <laughs> well, going to. Doesn't he? Behold, the heavens and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee, how much less this house which I have built. Can God dwell with men on the earth? Mm-hmm. To me, that's a double. That's one of those double sentences, mm -hmm. because yes. yes, he can, and, and he yes, does, he will, and he does through and Jesus. he will. Have Has, is, and will, and will mm -hmm. in a different way. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. Yes, that's, yeah. that that sentence was one that I got stuck. Has in, in the Garden of Eden, and with with the with his is what's Hebrews say in various times and sundry places. Right, mm -hmm. he he dwelled with men and led. In his word, especially, but in the New Testament, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, living in a believer, and physically, mm -hmm. in the future, mm -hmm. he'll dwell among us and mm -hmm. we'll be his be people the light and we'll of the be city. our God. Right? So has, is, and, and will. will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Verse 19, have respect, therefore, to the prayer of thy servant and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry and the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee. Solomon's winding it up to say, mm -hmm. okay, now I'm asking. This is what we're asking for. That thine eyes may be open upon this house day and night. Upon Don't fall the asleep place on me, Lord. 
upon the place whereof thou hast said that thou wouldest put thy name there to hearken unto the prayer which thy servant prayeth toward this place. Mm -hmm. Hearken therefore unto the supplications of thy servant and of thy people Israel when they shall make toward this place, which they shall make toward this place. Hear thou from thy dwelling place, even from heaven, and when thou hearest, forgive. You got to go for a little bit further. If a man sin against his neighbor, and an oath be laid upon him to make him swear, and the oath come before thine altar in this house, then hear thou from heaven, and do and judge thy servants by requiting the wicked, by recompensing his way upon his own head, and by justifying the righteous, by giving him according to his righteousness. Okay, so let's cover this because this, I just want to unpack this. I had to for me. Mm -hmm. So this relates to something Jesus talked about in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. He said that you will say that whoever swears by the temple, mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about it. But if you swear by the gold of the temple, then you have to keep your oath. And he said, you're hypocrites. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? He, he, he missed the part whole of what point. he said. Mm -hmm. You've missed the whole point. Well, here's what he's talking about. Well, this comes from what Solomon is saying right here. Mm -hmm. Solomon is saying when we acknowledge that God is dwelling among men, that it's God's desire to be among his people, to be known by his people and to know his people. He knows us and he wants to be known of us. Mm -hmm. That's what he's saying with the temple. He said. said, when we acknowledge that and wherever we are in the world and our dealings and our business, whatever we're doing, we, we by the temple, make a vow, make mm -hmm. a promise. Mm -hmm. We are required to keep that vow because mm -hmm. God dwells among us. Mm -hmm. So Solomon cautions us later on in Proverbs, says, don't, don't make, make a, vow. a vow and break it. it mm -hmm. It'd be better for you not to make a vow at all than to make a vow and break it because what you're acknowledging is, I'm going. God has given me his presence and his word. If I give my word because I know God dwells among us and we're his people, I've got to keep my word. Mm -hmm. I've got to be a person of my word. Mm -hmm. By the time he got, I had to look this up. By the time he got to Jesus's time, They'd kind of found a way to hornswoggle people. Mm -hmm. So what they would say to Jew Jewish Orthodox people was, if you make a promise and you make it by the temple, but then for some reason you have to break it, well, you're not held in any consequence for that. So if you need to just kind of like bend the truth a little bit, and, and you don't say, I swear by the gold of the temple. You say, I swear by the temple. And then that you made a way that you can kind of be dishonest and not pay a consequence. Jesus said this. He said, How stupid is that? <laughs> they were blind guides. Okay. It says, um, let me show you. This is another commentary. Okay. Piece. It said, The blind guides assured their followers that whoever swears by the temple was not obligated to keep their promise when they did so. Oaths sworn by the temple meant nothing. These promises did not need to be honored. And they taught that there was no religious harm in breaking temple sworn promises. So they'd taken what Solomon asked here. What Solomon said was, Lord, if you're going to dwell here, if you're going to put your presence here, we're going to take seriously mm -hmm. this place, mm -hmm. the acknowledgement that God is among men. Mm -hmm. And we're going to live like we know it. And we're going to... That's the thing. Devolve down into a group of people who try to find a way around. It's horrible it. to lie. Do you know how much more horrible it is for a man of God to lie, or a woman of God to lie, yeah. especially to an unbeliever? I, I, I'm serious mm -hmm. because they're not thinking about you. They're thinking through you, right to who you say you believe. Mm -hmm. They are right mm -hmm. when you when you cheat somebody. It's I'm not saying anybody's perfect. I'm saying you do something dishonest or slightly dishonest. They're looking right straight through you. Mm -hmm. 
to the God that you say to you the serve. God that you say you serve. Solomon said, "Let's make whoever does that when they're thinking of this place, when mm-hmm. they swear by this place, let's hold them accountable into justice. Hold the wicked." recompensing his way on his own head and justify the righteous but they'd found a loophole by the time jesus got there and and jesus said you missed the whole point this is not about the building having power or the gold having power but the god of the temple the fact Mm -hmm. that god wants to dwell among his people is why you tell the truth it's why you do the right thing you're Mm -hmm. missing you're missing it you missed the whole thing Mm -hmm. right it's not about the temple. And we still do and we still have little <laughs> Remember, things you are the that temple that, of God. Right? I don't keep my word because I'm so great. I keep my word because I represent someone else. I'm honest because I'm an ambassador for somebody bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And Solomon starts it off with it recompense the wicked, justify the righteous. Mm-hmm. Verse 24. And if thy people Israel be put to the worse before the enemy, because they've sinned against thee and have re- and shall return and confess thy name and pray and make supplication before thee in this house. Then hear thou from the heavens and forgive the sin of thy people Israel and bring them again into a land which thou gavest to them and to their fathers. So now we swore an oath. Now we're put to worse by enemies we're, because we've sinned. I think there's something we miss in that if we're not really careful is that if we are obedient to God, if we Mm -hmm. are acknowledging God and dwelling on the Mm -hmm. fact that he dwells among us, I don't have to be afraid of my enemies. Mm -mm. God fights my battles. But if I lose the sight of that and and try to do things in my own power, my own way, and denying God and not giving him honor and reverence, I should have a lot to fear from my enemies because I'm on my own in this battle. Mm -hmm. But when I realize it, which I often have to do, hey, I've, I've been trying to do this on my own, Lord, I forgot to seek you first. If I turn... And toward the fact that God wants to dwell among his people, right? I'm New Testament believer. I'm mm-hmm. not turning toward a physical direction like they would in the Old Testament toward the temple, but toward Jesus Christ himself and listening to the Holy well, Spirit. This is a perfect example right? of you holding on to your father's neck. You're learning. I am how holding to do on this. to my father's neck and right? doing it the way he would have me to do it. And when I forget to, I can sink. Yeah. But when I sink, who do I yell for? Mm-hmm. Right? Who do I acknowledge? He said, when they realize they've done that and they start losing before their enemies, their enemies become a problem because now you're fighting the battle in your own power. And you don't have pray the power. toward this place. And mm-hmm. Lord, let them remember and not that you pray. want to dwell among your people. It says when they've sinned, return, return, confess and pray and yeah. make supplication. Ask for help. Yeah. You can't just And he'll help. You can't just say Wait a minute. And he won't say, oh, but you get what you deserve. You, you turn and he'll say, I'll help. Mm-hmm. You're sinking. I'll help. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll help. You might have some consequences. Because God tells Solomon at the end of this, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. What you ask me for in that boldness, mm-hmm. I'll do that. Because I've already said I'll do that. And don't forget, the examples of that are even in Daniel. When mm-hmm. they open the windows and praise toward God Jerusalem, heard that's Babylon what he's doing. Persia, right? Yeah. He's he's yeah. He's enacting what this says Mm -hmm. verse 26 when the heaven is shut up and there's no rain because Because they they have have sinned sinned against thee yet if thou they pray toward this place and confess thy name and turn from their sin when thou dost afflict them then hear thou from heaven and forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people israel when thou hast taught them the good way wherein they should walk and send rain upon thy land 
which thou hast given unto thy people for an inheritance. Keep going. I like this one. There's two parts. So one, one is like this just disaster that comes and your needs aren't being met, not just because something random happened, but because you sinned, mm -hmm. because you've stopped acknowledging God in his presence mm -hmm. and you've stopped having, walking in a relationship with him. And that happens because of my sin. Mm -hmm. I can turn toward this place and remember. And this next one, when it talks about a dearth, is talking about disease. If there be a dearth in this land, if there be a dearth in the land, if there be pestilence, if there be blasting or mildew, locusts or caterpillars, things that devour, if their enemies your besiege needs. them in the cities of their land, whosoever sore, whatsoever sore or, or whatsoever, whatsoever sickness there be, then what prayer or what supplication soever shall be made of any man or of all thy people Israel, when every one shall know his own sore and his own grief and shall spread forth his hands in this house, then hear thou from heaven thy dwelling place and forgive and render unto every man according Notice he didn't to say hear from his the temple. ways, whose hearts said, thou knowest. Mm -hmm. You're not contained in the temple, but Lord, here in heaven, mm -hmm. right? When they pray, we're acknowledging that you want to be among mm -hmm. us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But you hear from heaven and you solve this problem. Anybody feel like Thou shall hear we from have heaven. some we have some dearth yeah. in the land, some illness, some we pestilence. have some devouring of the things that we need. We have some disaster that's taken away the good and plenty out of the land. That we've had some judgment because of our sin. Does anybody feel like that in America right now? And of course, he's making this to Israel. Mm -hmm. But we are the spiritual children of Abraham, right? Mm -hmm. We are the temple of the living God. He said, if my people, right, mm -hmm. which call by, which are called by my name will humble themselves, right, mm -hmm. repent. He'll hear from heaven. He'll heal their land. He's, he's already said it. He's going to mm -hmm. do it, right? And, and this is what he's saying here is, Lord, when this happens, when we become aware of the fact that we're our own worst enemy and we, are. And we brought this on ourselves. Lord, if we will turn and remember that you hear from heaven, you said you would, and you want to dwell among your people. That's what the glory of God and in the temple forgive. means. Always, always, always. You will forgiveness. forgive. You, but you have to ask for the forgiveness. You, you have, have to, to realize that he is a sovereign God and you need forgiveness. And what I have right now is I have an advocate with the Father who is making intercession but God for me. will allow you to make dumb choices absolutely and to suffer the consequences of them until you get the fact mm -hmm. that you have a need for him and a dependence on him mm -hmm. and that until you acknowledge your sin and ask for forgiveness he'll let you have mm -hmm. and look what he says he said then you've chosen then hear thou from heaven verse 30 thy dwelling place and forgive and render unto every man according unto all his ways whose heart thou knowest mm -hmm. for thou only knowest the hearts of the children of men that they may fear thee to walk in thy ways so long as they live in the land which thou gavest unto our fathers. So I like the next one. Mm -hmm, I did because the next but go one. Go ahead, asked. talk if you want to talk with it. But I no, like the next I just one. think I just think the first thing I, it feels like to me the first thing that we should do when we are talking to God and we again are talking prayer and this is a prayer of dedication is you are God. There's none like you. You are above You're everything your else. You'll keep it. You're honest. You are God. Mm -hmm. And then I am not. I confess my faults. I confess my sins. We talked this morning about I need help. <laughs> how to be humble. Yeah. That's the humble I think he's looking for. The humble that says, I'm not God. You are. Mm -hmm. I mess up daily. But your, your promises are true. Your word is true. Your son's sacrifice is true. I mean, all of this is true. 
And then I like it that he adds in verse 32, he starts, Moreover, concerning the stranger, which is not of thy people Israel. That would be anyone that was not in the tribes, right? Mm-hmm. This is the Jews. This is not the Jews. This is the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. But, a stranger, but is come from a far country for thy great name's sake and thy mighty hand and thy stretched out arm. If they come and pray in this house, then hear, then hear thou from the heavens even from thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for, that all people of the earth may know thy name, and fear thee as doth thy people Israel, and may know that this house which I have built is called by thy name. I love that that's there. I do too. I love that that's there. I do. There. And it's always... And I wondered, here's imagination time. Mm-hmm. Is Hiram at the dedication of the temple? We read about him in the last chapter, and those, those builders that he sent with their skill and their ability. We said that God allowed the, the letters back and forth between Solomon and Hiram mm-hmm. saying how wonderful God is and giving God praise and glory. I wonder mm-hmm. if Solomon looks out during this prayer and he sees those people that have had a part in making this temple the way God mm-hmm. designed it. God said, go get them people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And David had them go get those people. And here they are. And he says, now listen, not only is this a Jewish temple and this is the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, but if you're a complete and total stranger and you want to pray and, and understand, and understand the abiding presence God. of God and acknowledge God and glorify God, God will hear you too. Mm-hmm. It's you're just welcome like, here. It's like what Jesus said to Thomas. Thomas, you see and you believe, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Aren't you glad he didn't we're leave you out left, of the dedication? We were never left out. We, we've never They can been come left here out. too. Mm-hmm. All they got to do is acknowledge who God is. Mm-hmm. And they can come here too. We have never been left out unless we just didn't want to turn and, and look for him. We don't have to be an enemy. And I think those that were far off and were enemies don't have to be a far off and enemies. Mm-hmm. They can get us up as close and uh, as what personal is as he, we can. He says, what does Jesus tell them? You strain it a gnat and you, Swallow you, a camel. you make rules that other people can't mm-hmm. do because you keep them out. In other, my words, you're keeping you try them out. You to find a way to keep them but out. But you're keeping, you're, you are electing that we are the only ones that are important. And that's never been God's plan. No, I mean, even way back here, even back when they were in Egypt, it was a mixed multitude. People that wanted to believe in the children of Israel's God could go if they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. It's never been what we sometimes make it to be. He's God of all people. Mm-hmm. And I like it that we're included in this dedication of prayer. Mm-hmm. And how many years would you say? I want to say 700, 800. I'll have to look it up. But between, I think between seven and 800. Before Jesus ever mm-hmm. gets here. I mean, it's not like we've ever really been it's forgotten. Always been the we have not been. Um, then it says in verse 34, If thy people go out to war against their enemies by the way that thou shalt send them, you sent them. So now we're walking away from the temple. And they pray unto thee toward the city which thou hast chosen and the house which I have built for thy name. Then hear thou from the heavens their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause. And again, if they if sin they against, sin against thee, thee, for there is no man which sinneth not. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. That that's way back here too. Yeah. We know it's over here. Uh, little children sin not. A man says not. he is not, has no sin. Yeah. He's a liar. And it says little children <laughs> sin not. But yeah. if you do, you have an advocate. And you're angry Way back here, Solomon says, for there's no man that doesn't sin. And thou be angry with them and deliver them over before their enemies. And they are carried away and carry them away captives into a land far off or near 
Yet if they bethink themselves in the land, whether they are carried captive, and turn and pray unto thee in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned, we have done amiss, we have dealt wickedly. If they return to thee with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, whether they have carried them captives, and pray toward their land which thou gavest unto their fathers, and toward the city which thou hast chosen, and toward the house which I have built for thy name, then hear thou from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, their prayer and their supplications, and maintain their cause, and forgive thy people which have sinned against thee. I think as a parent of a college graduate and a high school graduate this year, and I have another that's graduated high school that's going back to college in the fall, I think about my children when I read that verse, and I think, you know, they've been raised in church, they've given their lives to God, but what if they get out there on their own, and they've got their jobs and their houses and their lives, and they forget? What, and, and by forget, I mean everything gets busy and God gets pushed to the background. What happens when it happens? Oh, God, if my children forget to put you first, Lord, mm-hmm. and they get themselves in a world of hurt, thinking they're too big for their britches and they can handle their own way. Oh, God, mm-hmm. when they realize it and they confess it and, and they, they repent, of it. Lord, please hear and forgive and have mercy. And he, when he's saying this, when he's requesting this, he's, rec- again, He's requesting it with boldness because God said he will. Mm-hmm. He said he will. He, he said it in Deuteronomy. He's not said he it said yet, it in Leviticus. No, no, yet. he said it to Moses. Oh, if if they saying. choose, they can choose cursing or they can choose blessing. Blessings. They can choose it. Mm-hmm. They can choose they to turn. Mm-hmm. And God is going to say it again with Solomon. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I agree. And I think as a parent or a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle of a person that's at that age where I, I feel like between about the ages of 15 and 25 is the most dangerous time. I really believe in a human being's life because if you're not careful, mm-hmm. you can be led astray by so many different voices and so many different ways and so many bad habits that come in those times. And as a parent, I think the prayer I want prayed over them is, Lord, help them realize it when they get where they're not supposed to be, mm-hmm. help them turn and repent. And, oh, Lord, thank you for hearing mm-hmm. and seeing and always answering that prayer that humbles itself before you and says, I'm sorry, and, the, and bringing them back. The truth of the matter may be, maybe we're even, uh, yes, I agree with that being a critical time period. But I also Nobody's think, out of it. You're I don't right. Think, I don't think, I right. think sometimes another group that may be a little bit um, easily persuaded are the ones who've been in church a long time and they just kind of, take it for granted yeah i've always known that. yeah i know yeah. that and and we do that sometimes i and i said that this morning sometimes when you read scripture you've read it so many times you already think you, you already think you know it and you don't see what god is saying unless you truly try to look at it like that's mm-hmm. the first time you've seen it you mm-hmm. get used to reading it you know the you know what the preacher says you know what you've been taught in sunday school you know you know okay well that's just a story but every time it can be new and it can be something for you if you if you you're going to see things you didn't see before, but you got to look for it. And I think sometimes when you're talking about your kids, I'm inclined to think also maybe it's just the age I'm at, but we need to pray for our church members that have been. I mean, just the nobody's church in about general. This no, but no, because you do get to the place where you're busy, you're tired, you've done that, mm-hmm. you you know, and wait a minute. You don't know about the, the grief. Most important thing. You don't know about the grief I've suffered, or you don't know about the, you know, bills I have to pay, or you don't know about the you don't. But he says he's, he's like Lord, they've went out to battle, but not with you. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, they've done it under their own 
if for their own agenda yeah. and their own self. They're not listening to your leading. But Lord, let them remember, <laughs> yeah. right? And when they remember and they repent, please, Lord, don't Which abandon them always to their own Have you noticed that in every circumstance, yeah. they have to repent. Mm-hmm. You have to recognize he's good, you're not. Right? Yeah, that's that's how he, he started it. He doesn't just leave them. Leave them. He, he's there to restore them. But then now from here for thou from heavens, from thy dwelling place, their prayer, their supplications, and, and maintain, maintain their, their cause. cause, and forgive thy people which have sinned against thee. Verse 40. Now, my God, let I beseech thee, thine eyes be open. we just talk about open. beseech? Beg. This is beg. This ple- now, I'm my pleading God, with I you, God. Plead. And I don't, he's not pleading because God doesn't want to do good for his people. Mm-mm. He's pleading because this is an acknowledgement that we don't deserve God doing this. The earnest of his heart. We don't deserve right? this. The earnestness of what we're asking. God doesn't owe you forgiveness. He doesn't no? owe you to, to make it right. Mm-mm. Right? What, what does he ask him to do? To, uh, in the last one, maintain their cause. God doesn't have to maintain your cause. You've violated his will and his way. Mm -hmm. God doesn't owe you anything. And yet Solomon says, I beg you, I plead with you Mm -hmm. to be merciful. And aren't you glad the answer to that is all over the Psalms, is Mm -hmm. all over the the mercy, right? His mercy endureth. God is good and his his mercy mercy endureth endureth forever. forever. And that's Mm -hmm. what Solomon's calling on here and begging for and pleading for. God, I know this. Your mercy endureth forever. And I beseech thee that now, my God, let I beseech thee, thine eyes be open. Let thine ears be attent unto the prayer that is made in this place. Now, therefore, arise, O Lord God, into thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and let thy saints rejoice in goodness. O Lord God, turn not away the face of thine anointed, O Lord God, turn not away the face of thine anointed. Hmm. Remember the mercies of David, thy servant. Don't refuse us. You've chosen us. Mm -hmm. You've set us apart. Priests are anointed. Mm -hmm. But look at what these priests are clothed in. Salvation. Mm -hmm. That's the word Jesus. They're clothed in Jesus. They're Mm -hmm. representatives of Christ. All these promises only mean something because Christ is coming. Mm -hmm. His promise to David is Christ, Mm -hmm. is the lordship of Christ that has no end, the throne with no end. So we can ask for these promises boldly as Solomon did only because Christ came and suffered and died and rose again and sits in his resting place on the right hand side of the father making intercession for me all this hinges on the fact that all these things that we have broken christ has restored and he maintains my cause before the father and we cannot forget our place right just what what an honor it is Mm -hmm. that i can trust him to keep his word on everything that he asked and that his word is true and every little bit of it is true and we said that this morning when uh junior said um all things work together for the good we don't always recognize what good means Mm-mm. but that doesn't mean it's not true that doesn't mean it's not true it is for the good of those Somehow, that love and serve even when we don't again understand it. what you were saying about the repentance all things don't work to the good of everybody no. all things work to the good of those who love and serve him, those who have surrendered to Christ, who surrender to God. Mm-hmm. But you can stay an enemy if you want to. That's the thing. God doesn't promise these things if you won't acknowledge him and repent and turn to him and ask for it. 
you're not these promises aren't for you mm -hmm. these promises are for those who will be humble themselves and say i need jesus i need my priest clothed in salvation i, I need the salvation of god and now right? uh, unfortunately now we're out of time hmm. but when we come back for the next session we're going to be talking about god's answer to solomon's prayer mm -hmm. does god always answer prayer he always answers he doesn't always you can ask god for things that god can say no to mm -hmm. you can, but god will always answer he will always answer thank you for joining us keep your bibles open um i'm saying that and my person who takes care of this isn't standing right there so about <laughs> the time i finish up she won't be done yeah. so let's do this while we're waiting on her to walk back in new christians new people who are I will speak to the older Christians. I think we should be very careful. I think that we can get so far along in this that we forget to bend our hearts and turn toward God instead of thinking we already got it and we're already smart enough and we know enough and we know those stories. I think God still has work for us to do as long as we're here. I don't know what my work is. I really don't. But I'm trying very hard to be faithful and to be able to open my hands up and just say it all belongs to him anyway. So what do you want me to do? What can I do to be helpful? Where do you need me? So that's how I would address it to the older Christians. Stay in the word. Don't get bored with it. Don't think humble. Keep yourself humble. What would you say to the brand new Christian? Same thing, but what, the way I would put it, I think that the most courageous, the strongest, the smartest move you'll ever make is completely acknowledging your complete and total dependence on Christ. It sounds like the opposite. You think you want to tell God how good you'll do and how well you'll serve him. But the fact is that is not what saves you. Mm -hmm. What saves you is, Lord, I need you desperately. Mm -hmm. And he will come in. And that is it, far from being the weakest thing. That is the strongest thing. That's where your strength lies in, mm -hmm. in your confidence in Christ. Mm -hmm. That's what you it's said. The joy of the Lord but it's the same strength. thing, young mm -hmm. or old. Mm -hmm. Right? It is. That's and, true. And he's, he's as faithful to the young as he is to the old. He's as good in his promises. He's, he's trustworthy. And we can come boldly and trust that he will do what he said he would do, even for a broken person like me mm -hmm. and me. Thank you for joining us. Keep your Bibles open. We will see you hopefully next week. Stay battle ready.